And welcome back. It's midday. I'm Tom Hall. Our theater critic, Jay Wynn Russick, joins us. And Judy, we're going to talk about Jump, the new production at the Everyman Theater. So this play is new to me, which isn't saying a whole lot because almost every play is new to me. Uh, is this a premiere? <laughs> it's not a premiere. The play actually premiered in 2019 at a regional theater in North Carolina and has had subsequent productions. It was part of the National New Play Network's rolling world premiere series. The playwright also is not familiar to me. Her name is Charlie Yvonne Simpson. She's a Brooklyn-based playwright. It's a tough play. It deals with death. It deals with suicide. It's best to mention that up front as a caveat. It deals with those who are left behind, with their grief and how they deal with grief. The play is a domestic drama. The family consists of a father and two adult daughters who are three years apart in age. Faye is the younger sister. Judy is the older sister. And it takes place in an unnamed city. The family lives in a house with a view of a bridge. In fact, the father and mother moved there because the mother loved this view. She loved the bridge. She took her daughters to walk on the bridge when they were children. I have to give a few things away to set this up. They're not really spoilers. The mother had cancer and died a year ago. The father, no one in fact, has lived in this house since then. Now the house is for sale and the family has come back to pack up. And that's the setup for the play. But the play is not told in strict chronological order. Scenes on the bridge intersect with scenes in the house. From the start, we know there is something out of the ordinary going on here. The play opens with a wordless scene. Faye is on the bridge, she's vaping. She throws the vaporizer in the water and another one appears. And that happens a few times. So not strict realism at all. So you said it's a domestic drama. It certainly doesn't sound very cheery. Are we talking about a dysfunctional family here packing up the house? Oh, definitely, definitely. And ever since the mother died, the dysfunction has gotten worse. The family members don't communicate well or often. It's difficult to write a play about characters that don't communicate with each other and can't express emotions. And that's a problem with Jump. We don't get to know the characters well, especially not Judy, the older sister. Um, here's a little bit of what we do find out. The father, who's played by a stoic Jefferson A. Russell, is especially taciturn. When he does talk, he can be really blunt, possibly unintentionally. Faye doesn't see him much or even seem to keep in touch. In the interaction that we do see, Faye can be hostile to her father. The sisters have a rivalry that dates back to when they were girls. And almost from the moment we see them together, they're arguing. Judy is the fashionable together sister from her manicure to her heels. Uh, Faye is a bit schlumpy, a bit sloppy. She wears an old sweater, a pair of jeans. When they were growing up, Judy was the perfect one, the one their parents didn't have to worry about. Faye hung out with the wrong crowd. She was more of a concern. And these differences come through in the ways that Morgan Danielle Day plays Judy and Billy Krishan plays Faye. You also get a sense that Faye and Judy resent each other and that this has been going on for a long time. I brought a clip of the two sisters. They're in their childhood bedroom. They shared this room, something that Judy in particular seems to have resented. You're going to first hear Morgan Danielle Day as Judy and then Billy Krishan as Faye. Let's listen. Why are you looking at me like I'm crazy? What is it, Faye? Nothing. Oh. Did I hurt your feelings or something? No. 
I didn't think you cared about being close to me. Well, that's not true. Whatever. I always did like this view, though. You can see straight through to the bridge from here. That's Morgan Daniel Day and Billy Krishan and Everyman Theater's production of Jump. So, Judy, are these three family members the play's only characters? No, there is one other character, a man Faye meets on the bridge. He's a graduate student named Hopkins. He's played by Tony Nam, and his character is also withholding. He isn't a cheerful character either. All of the characters in this play are in pain, and he is too. But his character serves a kind of exposition function because eventually, maybe I should say reluctantly, Faye does explain some things to him. And slowly a connection seems to build between Hopkins and Faye. I mean, to look at it optimistically, there's a chance they'll open up to each other. Maybe they'll even break this communication gap. I have a clip from the scene when Hopkins and Faye meet. She's vaping. He's smoking a cigarette. This is Tony Nam and Billy Krishan. Let's listen. You're one of those. What? A vapor. And? Too good for an old cigarette? What are you, a purist? I just like my tobacco to kill me, you know? <laughs> we had a nice moment, my ruin it with small talk. That's Tony Nam and Billy Krishan in Jump. It's at the Everyman Theater here in Baltimore. So, Judy, the bridge appears to figure quite prominently in this show. How do they represent that on the stage at Everyman? Well, the set is designed by Daniel Ettinger, and the bridge is the focal point of the set. It looms over above and behind the interior of the family's house. There's supposed to be a view of the bridge from the house. Instead, the house and everything that happens in it seems to be in the shadow of the bridge. And that makes sense metaphorically because the characters have trouble bridging the distance between them. So Jump seems kind of interesting, but it seems to me I'm getting the vibe that, that you have some reservations. What do you think? Is that true? I do have some reservations. I mean, I'm always glad to see every man introducing audiences to new or relatively new work, and that applies to about half of this season. But something about this play feels incomplete. There's too much mystery. And as I said, you don't really get to know the characters, so it's difficult to care about them. Summer L. Williams' direction doesn't reveal much more, and at times it's a fairly short play, about 90 minutes, but at times the pace drags. One thing that does come through is how after someone you love dies, you wish you could have more time with them. You wish more could be said and understood. And in the end, Tom, that's how I felt about this play. We needed more. Yeah, of course, that is a very tender moment, and it's tough to uh, to make that an effective thing uh, as a theatrical device. But uh, you're right, you know, if, if it works, it works. Uh, if it doesn't quite work, that's a whole other thing. But, uh, you know, needing more uh, is certainly something that, uh, you know, we need to take into consideration. And again, the Everyman Theater does post uh, what they call content transparency uh, because the subject matter does include uh, depression, grief, suicidal ideation, domestic violence, etc. This is Jump. It's at the Everyman Theater until February 19th. So next week, Judy, we're going to talk about High School Coven at the Strand Theater. Is that a bunch of... I mean, as, as if it's not bad enough just being in high school. This is uh, Kids in high school become witches? Is that what happens? <laughs> <laughs> I believe so. I believe so. This is a new one to me. It's by another new playwright. Looking forward to seeing it. 
All right. High School Coven at the Strand Theater. That's next week. Uh, thank you so much, Judy, and we'll see you then. And that's it for us today. Coming up Monday, Dr. Lena Wen will join me for another installment of the Midday Health Watch. And Erica Bridgeford and Leatrice Gant will recap what happened during the Peace Promise Weekend, which begins in four minutes today. And here on the radio during Black History Month, WYPR will bring you some special programming every Friday afternoon after midday. We'll have a new one-hour Black History special. Coming up now, we will take you to the Apollo Theater in New York for a celebration of young people impacting society through their activism and a commitment to justice. So stay tuned all through Black History Month for specials every Friday afternoon at 1 with a repeat Friday nights at 8 o'clock right here on 88.1 WIPR, your NPR news station. Midday's director and engineer is Shania Maps and Luke Spicknells, our good friend and director of operations who is sitting in on the board today. We appreciate that. Taria Rogers, Rob Sivak, and Mallory Pinker-Pierre produce our program. Austin Coglin from Clean Cuts wrote and recorded the Midday theme music. I'm Tom Hall. Very much appreciate your joining us. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. This is 88.1 WYPR.